Hi, and on this week's show, we are talking about the 10 biggest business learnings that I've had over the last 10 years, but even over the last 24 years. So sit down, get a cup of tea and have a good listen. See you soon. Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. Hi and welcome back to Hair Life. I hope you are well. Thank you for joining me again. Um, I know it's been a while, but I have been taking a break. I've been taking a break from podcasting and I've been having a little bit more time with my family, but I've been also restoring the batteries because it was something that I think I needed to do. So I'm back and I'm raring to go. So let's go. Let's just get going. Let's get hair life going. So in uh, April, which is a little while ago, um, my company celebrated 10 years uh, at its current site, but it's actually 24 years um, as a business. And I cannot describe the level of gratitude that I have for achieving this milestone because now, according to the BLS and according to uh, the YouGov statistics about businesses, 20% of small businesses fail within the first year. But by the end of the second year, 30% of businesses will have failed. By the end of the fifth year, about half will have failed. And by the end of the decade, 70% of businesses will have failed. Wow. And only 30% of businesses will remain. That's crazy. So I'm incredibly proud of the fact that we are now 24 years, which puts us in the top 10% of businesses worldwide. So number one, I'm going to give a massive heartfelt shout out to my incredible wife, Helen, because she has been sensational and supports me on every single step of running this business. Secondly, my amazing team at Energy. You know who you are. I love you. You are absolutely amazing. And also, I would love to say a massive thank you to every single person who has even remotely helped me along the way. So I thought I would maybe give something back. And I thought this was a good opportunity to maybe share my sort of 10 business learnings, particularly over the last 10 years more so. So here they are. They're in no particular order. These are what I would class as valuable business lessons that I think have, they've all played a crucial role in our ability to survive as a business, but also thrive as a company. And it's also given me the opportunity to enjoy uh, a flexible, but also incredibly rewarding lifestyle of a salon owner and as an entrepreneur. So I'm insanely grateful for this. So I hope you enjoy. And if these are little tips that you can introduce into your salon or your beauty salon or your fitness center, or just in your businesses, you know, as a whole, please let me know because I am here to help. These are obviously things that have worked for me. So they might not work for everybody, but certainly within the hairdressing industry, 
uh, particularly, these have helped me a lot. So let's go. This feels like a top of the pops countdown. So number one here, competitors can be your best source of revenue. Now, when I first started the salon, I was terrified of the competition because for me, they seemed like a serious threat to my livelihood, which ultimately depended upon securing every pound of revenue I possibly could, which was why I would work six days a week. I would do 12 hour days every single day. And it was ridiculous because over the years, I've been to quite a lot of networking events. I started to go to more shows and I started to meet a lot more of my competition. And actually, on the surface, they all seem to be doing exactly the same thing as my company did. However, after getting to know them more and getting to know more about my own target audience, you know, the, the energy guest, I suddenly started to realise, number one, that there is plenty of guests to go around. And that also some of that competition had guests which didn't suit them, but those guests suited us. So, and I think that's vice versa. And actually competition is a great thing for your business because number one, it keeps you sharp. It keeps you on edge because, you know, if a new salon or a new beauty place or whatever was opened up down the road, it would make you reassess everything that you're doing. Now, that's a great thing for your business. And in fact, I would suggest that each and every one of you reassess your business every year. Take a day out and look at every inch of your business and go, does it work? Who's my competition? How are they doing? What are they achieving? Could we do better? It will definitely make a big difference. But don't worry, because competition is good for you. And we're all going to have enough guests to feed us. All right. So there's my number one. Competition is good. Number two, fear is what kills us. So you go and tell fear to go and take a run and jump. And the reason why I say this is certainly over the last 10 years of the business, I would probably say it's been my most fearful time, certainly the last three years because of things that have gone on. And what I mean by that is my fear factor changed ever so slightly when we moved to the new site because we scaled up. We went from being quite comfortable and what I would say feeling like a nice family run sort of business to then moving up to a slightly bigger, more high end clientele. As a result of that, that made me feel that I had more responsibility to the guests, but also because we had to scale up our team. So we had to grow our team, okay, which then adds additional pressure because then you're concerned about your finances, etc. But also, I suddenly had a family and my children have been born within the last 10 years. And it's very odd how having children changes everything because your responsibility suddenly increases. When it was just me and my dad, when we first started, 
There was no pressure, no pressure at all. Before I had children, do you know what? If the business went tits up, I didn't really care because the only person that would be affected is me. That's it. Nobody else. It wouldn't affect my life in any other way apart from the financial revenue to sell a house or whatever. As it stands now, my children, maybe their education, the home in which they live in, the lifestyle and the things that they've become maybe accustomed to would change. So it added this little internal fear factor, which I've never really felt before. And for me, and for those of you that know me, it was very odd because I am one of those, I like to think I see the good in everything. I've got a very positive kind of mindset. I really feel that any situation can be dealt with. There's a solution to everything. But I definitely started to find the last 10 years that suddenly I have this little bit of fear that sits on my shoulder and tells me. Now, because I started to recognize this, I was like, what the hell am I going to do about it? So I started listening to a lot of Tony Robbins uh, and I did a couple of his courses. Number one was his Unleash the Power Within. Amazing course because it's about you internally and utilizing your strengths. This definitely changed everything for me because I would say it's now made me more fearless. And what it did for me was make me think about the state that I'm in when I have that little bit of fear. And actually it just enables me to snap out of it and get myself in a state of where I become fearless. And I don't worry about those things that I used to. The things that used to keep me up at night very rarely do now. So remember, fear does not control you. You control it. Tell that thing in your head to do one. I would probably use some other choice words, but I'm not going to in this situation. So don't let fear kill your dreams and ambitions. Now, number three, people by people, not services. And this is something that I witness, I would say, daily in the salon because ultimately we are a service industry but what you will always notice is there are team members who have this innate ability to be able to build incredible relationships they are so strong that with their guests in a very short space of time they have that guest and they have that guest for life. And it's such a wonderful thing to witness because they might not even be the greatest hairdresser. And let's face it, over the years, I've met lots of great stylists, but actually they weren't that great at hairdressing. They were just great with people. They were great at building relationships. And that's what they did. They built amazing businesses, built on personal relationships. And I think that's the thing we have to remember about the hairdressing industry. It is an incredibly personal service. And it's one of the things that I think I'm most proud of is that I'm in an industry that delivers so much more than a haircut. It is like wellness on a huge level. But the one thing you have to do is enable yourself to have really good systems and processes in your business to enable those relationships to grow. And what I mean by that is, number one, 
building a really, really good consultation service because you are there to meet your client's needs. You are there to offer solutions to their hair problems. And this isn't just the hair industry. This is beauty. This is fitness. You could be overweight. You might have bad skin, etc., etc. It's exactly the same thing in the service industry. You're there to offer solutions. Now, putting good services in place will make a huge difference because it will enable your team to actually just get on and do what they do best and grow those relationships. We worked with an incredible lady called Caroline Newman, who's got an amazing education company. And Caroline has been fundamental in the growth of our business, certainly uh, in the last couple of years by initiating great consultation systems. So Caroline, thank you for that. But I would ultimately say, look at your salon, look at your beauty salon, look at your fitness services and just see where you could maybe up that service. Now, this one's a really interesting one for me because it follows on from what we were just talking about. Number four, retention is easy. Now, I think ultimately in the hairdressing world, one of the business lessons, sort of biggest business lessons I've learned is that there sometimes can be a very high rate of attrition within hairdressing. And because basically clients will move around they maybe want to try different salons and some people do it pretty frequently which is why it's so important to make that first impression because that first impression then enables you to potentially have that client back a second time or a third time ultimately i think once a guest has been with you two or three times i would like to think they are now part of your business. And this is the problem, I think, with the industry sometimes is salon owners will go out and they will try and focus on getting lots and lots of new business in the salon. And actually, we forget about our amazing clients, the guests, the clients that are in our business who are already there, who are incredibly loyal and actually I would probably say sometimes we take them for granted and we should never, ever do that because without those loyal guests, you do not have a business. You will be gone in that first year, second year, five years. And that's the beautiful thing about retention, utilizing your incredibly loyal guests by giving them the new client service every single time will make a massive difference to your business because all of the statistics, all of the studies show the number one reason why guests leave a hairdressing salon or beauty or fitness is they get bored. They get bored of the stylists. Now, there's no saying there's no such thing as a boring client, but there's a boring stylist. And that is exactly my point. Don't get bored with your guests. Keep offering change. Make it seasonal. Think about the changing colours that you can do. Think about the products that you can add to it. Add additional services, upgrade services. Keep your guest on that journey, because when you have retention, the wonderful thing about that is you will be able to use your salon software. You will be able to look into the future. You'll be able to see what you've got booked in, how much you've got booked in. It will give you leading into a few other of my other business learnings, 
where your business is at and retention is the number one thing to surviving and growing your business okay so i hope you enjoyed that one number five great people lead to great results now i think if i had to pick a business lesson that i think has been the hardest through the last 24 years it would totally be hiring because i now truly believe that without great employees you cannot have a great company and i think when i look back you know there it was it was just me and dad working together when we did our first hire second third fourth fifth i didn't really have much of a clue then because i was young what we based everything on was do i get this person does this person feel right are they have they a skill set does it look like they can cut hair really well does it look like they can talk to a client really well are they going to fit with our business because i've definitely made some incredible hires and those hires are still with us but i've also made some bad hires and that's a fact and they're every single salon owner beauty owner fitness owner you name it anybody in business we've all made bad hires and they have had significantly bad impacts on your business and this is where we have to learn and interesting for me now we have started to do something that i would suggest every single business owner does use technology and what i mean by that is we have recently started using the myers-briggs 16 personality traits as a as a tool to maybe look at the perfect energy stylist and it could be the perfect stylist or employee for your business because what you will ultimately have is your core business will have a group of team members who you know they tick the box they are perfect they don't give you any aggravation they come in they do their job they do it to a really high level when you look at that person that is almost your perfect avatar and one of the things that's so beautiful about doing the personality traits within your team and using it within your one-to-ones is it gives them a real insight into who they are as a person but it also gives you an incredible insight into what your team is made up of who are those people who is the perfect fit for your business and that's what you need because if you've got a team of stylists that are all emotionally creative let's say and they all get on really really well surely you would only want more of those individuals in your business and it gives you a great tool so honestly i cannot tell you enough it's a very simple process go online myers-briggs 16 personality traits do it yourself first and see i came out as an entertainer and mine was absolutely bang on bang on the money and it's already it's helping me personally change some things that I'd probably do, which I shouldn't do. But it's also made me look at my strengths and think how I can build on them. And I'm sure it will give you a blueprint to help create a better working, long standing team that will enable you to thrive and grow. Number six, business is maths. Now, for anybody that runs a business is this simple two plus two equals four 
and its revenue expenses equals profit. Therefore, every single business decision that you make is kind of a maths problem. And I think there's something, if you're, if you're either a business owner or you're looking to become a business owner, but you don't like maths, and seriously, you don't have a plan to hire a bookkeeper or an employee who does, then I'm telling you, you are going to have a bad time. Because one of the biggest lessons I think out of this 10 was that I learned fairly early on that having a decent accountant or a decent bookkeeper and learning your numbers, being able to look at your numbers and know where your business is, is a huge benefit because you may get lucky and your maths may work out and it may work out in your favor. And sometimes I think if I go back even maybe 10, 15 years, mine probably did because I think my turnover was different. My costs were different and actually it worked out. But the world has changed. Your costs have gone up. Your wages have gone up. Your bills have gone up. And the fact of the matter is, if you do not know where your business is today, whatever day it is, whenever you're listening to it, if you do not know where your business is currently sitting, I'm sure you're not going to last very long. You have incredible systems all around you now. We work with a company called Forest, which is a brilliant salon software system, and it will literally track everything that I need to know as a salon owner. Is that simple that software i can look at it from my phone i can look at it from anywhere in the world wherever i am i can see what's booked in i can see what's booked in for next week next month next year i can project i can get a better idea of where we are i can see whether our utilization is i can look at our rebook ratio i can look at our retention rate i can see how much product we've sold how many treatments it's all there so getting a really good handle on a system that also links maybe with your financial system and obviously the sage and zero and a number of other systems that are out there use it and use it properly spend some time go and sit down with your accountant and maybe spend half a day just going through all your profit and loss get a spreadsheet together and i know it's all a little bit boring but trust me getting a handle on your business will make a huge difference particularly now whenever you're listening to it this podcast could be next year whenever it doesn't change Getting a handle on your business is all about math. Now, number seven, one too many is the only way to scale. And what I mean by this is I think we've grown over the last 24 years and we've grown by, number one, introducing maybe more stylists than I often need sometimes. There is a risk involved, and that risk is obviously because of the cost. We know that employing people now has a much bigger cost as a whole. Pensions, taxes, you name it. But the simple fact of the matter is you can only grow your business by employing or having more hours that you can sell. If you've got eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, and you're fully booked most of the time with maybe three to four stylists, you're going to hit a plateau. And I've done it every five years. I've almost hit a plateau. And we're almost at that phase again now. So we've now got to look at our days and do we introduce 
a few more people on different days. They could be part time because we don't need full time because actually we've got enough full timers now and we're still trying to fill space. But we've got certain days of the week where I know a part time stylist could fill that gap. So always think about it. Do you want to grow as well? That's the other thing with scaling, because it does bring a lot of challenges. And I'll put my hand up to that. Scaling is not for everybody. Going from five to 10 or 10 to 15, 15 to 20, et cetera, et cetera, is not for everyone. Because some people do hairdressing because it's kind of a lifestyle business. Some people do it because it's a business. I would say in the last couple of years, for most salon owners, big or small, the hairdressing industry has now become a lifestyle business because of costs. But if you're smart, it will enable you to have a fantastic lifestyle and actually, I'd like to think not too much stress. So if you want to scale, you've got to hire maybe a few people and you've got to think about the costs of employing or holding on to that person three to six months for them to grow a column. But it will be worth it in the end. Now, number eight, change does not have to be scary. If you look at it. Change happens every single day, particularly when you're running a hair salon and particularly over the last couple of years, because you are continually navigating constant change. It just comes with the territory in my mind. And when I started to look back at it, your business evolves, it grows in complexity, but actually your core business never really changes because let's look at it this way, right? We are hairdressers. We have continually styled our guests' hair for a very long time. That part has not changed. But what has changed is people's expectations have changed. Services we offer have changed. Our teams have changed because they now have more wants and more needs. So they've changed. The business landscape changes all the time. And I'm saying it again, particularly over the last decade and then particularly over the last three years, because a lot of people are no longer here. But also because if you didn't step up your game with everything that's going on, you're not going to survive now. But change is also so exciting because it keeps your business evolving. It keeps it growing. It enables you to get it right. And what I mean by that. If you keep changing, if something you try something and it doesn't work, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Change it again. If it doesn't work, what do you do? You change it again. And if it doesn't work, you change it again. But what happens with people in general is we try something once. If it doesn't work, we give up. It is such a massive human trait. We give up at the first time it fails, which is ridiculous. Because think about when you were walking, when a baby is learning to walk, right? They fall down and they get up again and they keep trying and trying and trying until they finally get it, right? It's exactly the same thing in business. If it goes wrong, so what? Get up, try it again. If you put together a new system that doesn't work in your salon, so what? Explain to your team, try it again. If that doesn't work, try it again. As long as you've got an explanation, okay, and you keep going for it, Change will make huge differences. And honestly, it's the same in relationships. I'm not talking about relationships, but it is the same in relationships. 
You might be with one person, it might not be right because there's something you don't like about them. Try it again, change it, okay? Until you find that person you truly love, until you find that business you truly love, until you find that system that really, really works for you. Don't stop until it's what you want your business to truly be because honestly, there is never a greater time to introduce change than right now because there is shitloads of change going on. So when you're implementing it now, it's no great shakes. And your team are so used to change because actually they have adapted so well with everything that's gone on. For them now, it's almost second nature. So remember, change the situation until it becomes your dream, your goal. Okay? Make sure you do that. Change. Number nine, perfectionism is lethal. Now, I'm not going to lie. I believe that I am a perfectionist at heart. And if I had a time for, or a pound, I had a pound for every time that I got caught up in my own perfectionism, I don't think there'd be that many pound coins that exist. But this podcast is a prime example. This particular show, okay, is a typical example. Now, our anniversary was back in early April. I'm recording this now nearly a month later because of my crippling, downright, debilitating, that word, debilitating perfectionism. Because my wife, Helen, she just kept joking to me. She kept saying to me like over dinner, if you do not get on with this show, you're going to have to make it like the 11 top things because it'll be 11 years. It was like, just get on with it. And I think that's what it is. I want things to be perfect all the time but it doesn't happen there's no such thing and and i think what there is is this little quote which i really love you're better off with a kick-ass half than a half-assed whole listen to it again you're better off with a kick-ass half than a half-assed whole and i think that's so true or you could say or get started and get perfect later and I think this is one of those things that as I'm growing now, and this is the beautiful thing about running a business, I think for a very long time, I will put my hands up. I'm now 24 years into a business and I feel that I am now getting to be the boss that I wanted to be. So I feel like it's taken me 24 years to get to being the boss that I want to be. I feel like I'm actually knowing where I want my business to go. Because do you know what? For a long time, my business has been my baby. You cannot, if you want to grow, you cannot treat it as a baby anymore because your babies are going to stop growing. That's simple. And I think as an entrepreneur, as a salon owner, anything like that, you have to get to a stage where you realize that your team are the people that should be running your business. You as a boss should be the one that just helps them by putting in systems and processes. You should be coming up with the dreams. You should be the driver, the one with all the passion because your team get it. In fact, I notice it more and more. Do you know what? When I'm not there, the team just get on with it. And honestly, it is a massive game changer by letting them actually sometimes take responsibility, make those decisions. And I think this is happening worldwide now. Those businesses who are left 
to the team with great systems and processes grow. They grow rapid and you have an engaged team as a result of it. And I think I am definitely now trying to take another step back and become less operational on the floor. I definitely want to be coming up with more of the ideas and drive the business that way. Spend more time on coming up with the dream, the goals, the things that I really want my business to be. So do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Don't focus on the perfectionism. Just do everything you do really, really well and let your teams run the show because they've got it. They've definitely, definitely got it. Now, the last one for me, it's very, very simple. Number 10 for me. Just love what you do because when people say life is short, I'm not sure if life is short. I get it for some people it can be and that's an unfortunate situation. But I'm now about to become 45. And if I look at all the statistics and all of the future health things, potentially I could live until 110, 20, 130. I'm not sure if I want to. But the reality is, let's say I live till I'm 90. So another 45 years, I get to live my life all over again. Now, I would like to think that I've lived a pretty epic life up until this current moment. Here I am talking to you, sharing the things that I've learned. And I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot more. But the one thing that I have never lost, I think, is my love and my passion for my industry, because I love the hair industry. I think it is unique and it's definitely the thing that gets me up in the morning, because I have to say I did lose my mojo a little while ago. But as a result of lockdown, lockdown made me get my mojo back, because the one thing I missed was people. That is what makes the hairdressing industry so incredible. The people, the relationships, the things that you build, everything that I've spoke about in this podcast is about people on every single level. And I'm very, very proud of that. So love what you do. Love the passion. Keep that up. Remember, if it's not worth you putting your time and money into it, don't do it. Find something else. You're going to be here for a long time. There's lots of things you can fill your time with. So there we have it. 10 years or 24 years. And my top 10 business learnings. I hope you've enjoyed it. Now, for me, there's a number of things that I'd love you to do. The wonderful listeners listening to this show. Number one, I'm here to create a podcast for you. You are the listener. So a lot of these podcasts are coming out because people message me. And they let me know what they'd like to hear is exactly what I'd like you to do. If it's something that you would love me to research and talk about, I want you to tell me. And the easiest way you can do that is by going to the review section at the bottom of the podcast. Write me a review, which would be lovely. And in that review, post the sort of things that you want to hear. OK, very simple. I'd also love you to share. I'd love you to subscribe to the channel, please, because that would be amazing. There's lots of new things coming over the coming weeks, including a new YouTube channel. We've got a new website being set up. So I'm very, very excited about that. You can also follow me on Instagram. Don't forget, it's Nathan.hairlife. 
All of the links are in the bottom of the show notes. So do me a favor, go and have a great day. Enjoy whatever's left over. Thank you for listening again. And I look forward to talking to you very, very soon. Take care.